Hello, hello. Testing. One, two, three. Can you hear me? Fat Larry, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, folks. Here's the four one one. You're joining Fat Larry and TJ for a very unconventional podcast, a rushed podcast we're trying to put out while under the scrutiny and under the watchful, watchful eye of the corrupt Mayo County Broad. We're currently locked in a safe house. We I don't actually know where we are. Maybe somewhere in North Mayo. Judging by the sound of the Lithuanian men outside on the bog, maybe we're in Belakorik. But we are... Basically, last night we were kidnapped by the Mayo County Board and we are set to stand trial for crimes against Mayo GAA in the form of our comments on social media. So... Fat Larry and myself, we've managed to sneak a phone out of our pocket and we're going to make this very quick podcast and put it out there to the fans because we're not going to let the fans down at this time of year, especially at Christmas. No matter what the board throw at us, no matter what Mayo GA do to block our path, we're still going to do our best to serve the fans whom we love. I mean, they've tried everything they've could. You know, they've issued the solicitor's letters you know they threatened us with class action lawsuits they threatened to beat us up they even threatened to withhold our supply of crack which we have become so reliant on we didn't care about any of that shit we told them we had lawyered up and we were ready to go we were as ready as they are but then they resorted to dirty underhand tactics last night I was reefed out of my bed thrown into the back of a kit fan the only reason I knew it was a Mayo GA kit fan was because there was a stench of fish in the back of it it was clear that fish, turf, calendars and sausages had been sold out of the same van in the last week or two prior to that so I have a good idea as to who exactly kidnapped me what faces us tomorrow we don't know before the sun goes down we've told, we were told that we we're going to stand up in court and be punished for our crimes against Mayo. The Mayo County Broad, the five members of the newly erected County Broad will be there. And the High Judge will of course be Willie Joe from Mayo GA blog. The censorer of all things Mayo GA. He will be there to decide our fate. And he will let us know whether we can go on. Or whether we have to fade away into the doldrums. And start spouting out the shite that you hear from the MMSM. You know who I'm talking about. The Mayo mainstream media outlets. We have enough of them already, folks. We were the only ones doing it originally. Doing we were, it off the cuff. And we were doing it long before it was fashionable, long before it was cool. You know, we see national broadcasters who are making a lot of good content for themselves online at the expense of Mayo GA. And one thing that we've always said here at the page, we have no problem taking the piss out of Mayo GA we've no problem with people taking the piss out of Mayo people but if those people are from outside the county boundaries that's when we have a serious problem this is a Mayo problem this is a Mayo situation that can only be dealt with by people from Mayo so I know you'd actually agree with our country broad in that sense Fatlar you'd agree with the the amateur pro when he says that the actions of 
some news talk journalist was beyond reproach. Absolutely disgusting, disgraceful behaviour. You'd agree with that, you would? Well, you know, our professional um, rectal officer, you know, he, he was... The comments he made were completely out of line, you know, and he deserved to be called out for them. But what I have a problem is if other people, other outlets are calling him out at our expense, I have a serious problem with that. We've been doing that for years, and here they come. When it's all out in the open, we've been doing this before it happened. We've been calling out corruption. We've been carrying out our own investigations long before anyone else was. You know, and it was very, very... We put ourselves in some very dangerous situations down through the years. Very sticky situations, Very, very sticky. Extremely sticky. And, you know... These guys are just coming in and they're, you know, they're just getting credit off our back, I feel. And I think it's it's not right. And we want them, we want them out. I don't know what set them off, Fat Larry, if it was the, the 2,000 followers we have on Twitter, the 3,500 we have on Instagram, or the 10,000 clicks that our podcasts have gotten in the year 2019. I don't know what could have set them off, but something made the Mayo board turn against us. And we feel personally vindicated and attacked by some of the comments from the Mayo amateur in some of his media blasts last week where he referred to a bunch of crackpots online. And we feel personally victimised by these comments. Well, I mean, and you know, TJ, you know I've, I've had my, my struggles with addiction down through the years. I've been addicted to a lot of things. I've been addicted to... The Mayo GA blog. I've been addicted to, you know, watching videos of Kieran McDonald kicking points on YouTube. I've been a, I've been you know, addicted to drawing nude portraits of Aidan O'Shea, but to be personally attacked and ridiculed for my addictive gene from the Mayo amateur, that was a you know that was a a, bl- a blow. That was below the belt, and I feel it was unnecessary, and it was extremely rude of him, and I would like a personal apology from him, please. But, you know, the price we've had to pay for our work and, you know, calling these corruptions out as we see fit, you know, it's it's a huge price to pay. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be a price even bigger than that stand that the county board have burdened us with that unpayable debt that will never be paid off that just shows the measure of the trouble that we are now in sure look at fat larry these other fellas involved in the media and in the board and even the players they can sit around all christmas and sit around with their bellies out and have a few pints and do you know nobody will say boo to them but it's fellas like myself and yourself now that are paying the price of our actions because and all we were doing was for the good of Mayo that was it you know we were listening looking to get ourselves into a position where we could compete on the field you know and that's all we were trying to do you know because if things are solid off the field you know there's more of a chance of us winning a Connacht title which I think is all we all want now these are the things we've lost sight of Fat Larry from we'll say the last great Connacht title victory in 2015 who I'm just trying to think back who was our major 
Mangers, in yes, fact. Yeah, yes. no, that was the Homeli. A great, 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 great time for Mayo football. Since that... Seven goals. Seven goals in a Connacht final. Three of them by Audio Shea. There haven't been seven goals in a Connacht final. In all the Connacht finals combined since. And we had Audio Shea in his prime. I think Pat just seemed to know how to get the best... Out, out of, of this crop of players and Audi, of course, yeah. He got the best out of Senator Dillon by, you know, keeping him on the bench at key key times. He got the best out of Barry Moran when he handed him that sweeping brush and told him to go in and do a job against Donegal. And of course, David Drake. He really was the one manager that got the most out of the Drake. And Drake soared to heights that he never reached again under Homelli. Let us not forget this. I don't think Drake, he started a championship game under Rochford. But Pat put faith in the young man, in the young in the young chap from Roscommon. So he since, gave him his chance. Since that, we've had Rochford come brother-in-law. in. We've had Connacht, we'd have, we've had long qualifier runs that have papered over the cracks for a year here and there. But all the while, tipping away in the background slowly was our county board Strong. undermining us. With all the structural integrity of Fergal Boland. Shut the fuck up in there, ye two! Oh shit. I think that was Dermot. Father, we better let you go. We better leave it there. Hopefully we make it out of this alive. Order! All rise. I will lead you from the Mayo GA blog. Hereby sentence TJ and Fat Larry to three hours of selling nude Mayo GA calendars in Dunn's car park and three hours of hard labor with the Lithuanians in Belakuric Bog. And if you ever commit such crimes against Mayo GA again, I'll have you strung out. Now off you go. You heard it there, folks. We've been given another lifeline. We'll be back for one more podcast. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. I'm Barry Moran, and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. How are you, lads? Con Mort here. Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say you were back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do? Pope Francis here. Mayo are back. Mayo are fucking back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. They're back. Mayo are back. How do you folks? You're very welcome along. We've made it back. We're safe and sound and welcome to the third annual Mayo are back. Christmas podcast special. It's the one you all look forward to on an annual basis. So you gather the family around the tree, your large inbred network of relatives, neighbours and friends, gather around the tree and enjoy as we look back and look within, of course, at the world that is Mayo GA. I'm joined this evening by my good comrade, TJ. How do, folks? 
a happy Christmas to you. And a happy many happy returns to you as well, Fat Larry, and to one and all the listeners this evening. You're very, very welcome to the third annual renewal of the May We're Back Christmas special. And you can hear there's a bit of a bit of jizz in our step and there's a bit of spunk in our voice this evening because we're we're just glad to be here, folks, as you would have heard before the start of the podcast there. We've had a, a rough old week. We've been, you know, dealing with senators and censorers and everything else that goes with being a, a main stakeholder in the Mayo GEA spectrum like we are. But, you know, we live to fight the tail. We'll we'll spend our time selling calendars and we'll we'll do our grafting and our grinding down on the bog. But we're still able to come back here and put things out on the airwaves. Thank goodness for the judge, the high judge and the country broad for allowing us to live another day and to fight our hearts out for another Christmas special. And for sparing us with our with our voices, of course, because that is what we do our real damage with. We never did much damage on the field with our feet. But, you know, one thing that we can do is use our voices to get out on the airwaves, to spread the message and, of course, to spread that little bit of... Fist of cheer. I, for one, really welcome this development. I think it's very big of the Mayo County Board to welcome the Mayo Back community in with open arms. And, you know, hopefully that will set the precedent for 2020. We didn't have the best relationship in 2019. It was a little bit rocky for a while, but... You know, moving forward in 2020, we all have to be on the same page, Fat Larry. We've always said it. We all need to work together here. Absolutely. And that goes for, you know, of course, we extend hearty wishes to the Mayo diaspora abroad, who, of course, are sending their money back only to not be used. You know, but we those guys mean a lot to us and we extend Christmas wishes to them and hope they're keeping well. Be you listening this evening in... As far away as Bangkok or Hawaii or maybe you're listening in all the way in Ballycastle, wherever you might be this evening, you're very welcome along. And as we've always said here, we go to great lengths to keep our loyal followers happy. If that means risking life and limb, we will do it for the good of the cause. Because it's one thing that we feel very strongly about. You know, as a year 2019, it's fair to say it's a, it has, as you said, TJ, it's been a little bit, a little bit rotchy, it's been up and down, it's been not without its controversy and scandal, but here we are, we're in the exact same position as we've been every other year, so even the years that, end, that went well, we still won nothing. 2019, it was another year of absolute total domination by Mayo in the media in terms of all the scandals that were coming out. Of course, not on the pitch where we got totally dominated by Dublin. So it's been a very similar theme over the last couple of years. I do recall this time last year reading the the narrative that the people on social media were an absolute disgrace to be talking about the board and to be critical in some of their actions around Rochi's famous ousting and again this year the board are coming out with the exact same spiel that it's the people on social media who are the disgrace and of course not the county board as is always the way I think it's the fear of social media that gets to them the most but apart from our pro who's a bit of an amateur online we also have our secretary getting up to uh, some funky business in the Twitter sphere I suppose Fat Larry we know that when we tweet something it can be seen by other people because we have that understanding of how the internet and Twitter specifically actually work. Some people on Twitter, would you believe, think that you can send a message to anyone and it won't be seen by other people. We, you know, we would advise in future that maybe 
there's a bit more sliding into the DMs as opposed to just publicly saying things like, I really like how attractive you are. You look like your dad in this picture. And that won't make sense to everyone. But to some people, that comment will make a whole lot of sense. One thing that I think the county board find very difficult with social media and maybe it's the reason why they're afraid of it is that social media is an extremely transparent place you you put your thoughts and your feelings out there and they can be seen by everyone there's no such thing as locking the door or bullying behind closed curtains or you know banning media or putting mobile phones into a biscuit tin on the way in you know social media is great you know we say what we feel people are free to argue open dialogue, open discussion, you know, people can, are free to debate, which of course are all of the things that we unfortunately don't have at board level here in the County Mayo. But luckily these are the foundation blocks that the Mayo, our back franchise has been built upon. So as always, we're happy to start the debate and provide a forum for the inbreds that feel like their voices are not being heard. We'll talk about the inbreds who were you know, banned from attending county board meetings this year. And, you know, we'll talk about the inbreds that actually got into those meetings who had a a vote falsely put on them. You know, TJ, what I would say is, to those who are listening, if any of you would like to talk to us face-to-face for an open discussion, a bit of a thinking, a little bit of a clearing, clearing of the chest clearing of the mind you know where we are there has been rumors spread in recent weeks that we are faceless that we are anonymous that we are operating behind a mask if you were but for those that know us and the large body of support that we have you know where they know where to find us they know where they can get us and of course as you said now i know the county board don't really know that it exists but a little dm you know you slide in there I think we do it all the time. Usually when I when I like to send my messages on social media, I like to keep them I like to keep them private. I don't like making such comments as you were referring to earlier in the public domain. I like to keep those things to myself, but you know, you never know. Maybe there's a there's room for us in the in the Mayo GA sphere to maybe operate the social media. I suppose the only good to come from it, Fat Larry, for, from my point of view anyways is with the board's total domination of the media over the last few weeks and months, it really has kept the players' powders dry. Do you know, like, we we don't hear any chat about them at all. Well, there are certain figureheads in that Mayo team that I haven't even heard a peep out of now in recent weeks, which is very unusual. And it hasn't been the case in recent years. You know, we've... Obviously, we have had situations with players sacking mangers, picking... All-Ireland teams, amongst other scandals. But this off-season has been a very good one for the players. From the players' point of view. And we'd like to commend the players. And I think everyone knows our stance on this. That once the players start winning a game or two, we will row in behind them as much as the most passionate inbred there is. We love these players deep down. Just sometimes on on the surface we absolutely despise them. And we have to you know, spew vitriolic Mm. about them. But deep, deep, deep down, we love these guys. I've gone on the record before as saying, if I woke up this morning and found Tom Parsons naked under my Christmas tree, it would make my dreams come true. It's the best gift I could ever ask for. Well, listen, TG, we've all dreamed of being left alone in a 
nice private room with these guys you know we've got a love that runs very very deep you know and that would be a dream come true for us here at Mayo are back and for Mayo fans in general you know there's a a real a real appreciation for what these guys these you know incredible team have achieved over the last decade or so now granted they've won absolutely nothing and have nothing to show for 10 years of hard work and sacrifice but you know listen we've had great days and they owe us absolutely nothing other than an all-ireland and some of those guys, you know, they're not going to be putting the shoulder to the wheel for next season. They're not going to the well again. And Old friends. We've had, yeah, friends and some... Comrades. Comrades. Partners. S- some guys that have been absolutely flying for us over the last few years. And some guys, you know, that maybe should have packed it in five years ago. But they're, they're all heading off into the limelight now. They're all trotting off into retirement for most or some obviously have been pushed into it but it is sad to see these guys go away empty-handed they grafted as much as the next man well like, listen you know for guys like you know andy and david drake and keelan crow and these guys you know it was it was an incredible end to a great uh, spell for these fellas you know winning the ultimate glory that is the national league in march mm. in crow park you know Andy's that's his last game for mayo that's that's what you dream of as a young as a young up and coming Roscommon youngster turned Mayo senior footballer. Though that this is the dream. But there comes a time in every player's career, Fat Larry, when they have to go from being a player to, you know, ultimately being a former player. And they have to use that period of time very wisely as in they have to cash in on it very quickly and make as much personal gain from it as they can absolutely and the, you know the options nowadays are so plentiful you know you can have a career on social media you can be a failed politician you can be uh, a gym owner you could be a tv analyst you know there's a there's chef a chef you a know pilot i mean it's endless, endless possibilities for these guys. And, you know, let's hope that they make the most of their now fabled status as former Mayo footballers, which, of course, is a much more privileged position to be in than being an actual Mayo footballer. Well, it's like being on the Mayo... It's like being the chairman of the Mayo County Board. You know, you only have a very small window there where you can personally gain and you can benefit from that position. You have to do it while you're there. There's no looking back, rose-tinted glasses and saying, oh... I'm making money now. You have to make it at the time. Make the money while you can. And I suppose that would be our one piece of advice for Liam Moffat as he takes up his role as the chairperson of Mayo GA over the next five years. We're hoping for a quieter term than his predecessor. That won't Um, be hard. If we didn't hear Moffat's name for five years, I would say he'd have done a very, very, very good job. The board is like the referee, Fat Larry. If they're doing well, you don't notice them. It's when they're doing shite, that's when everybody's talking about them. And I needn't tell you that they are the name on the lips of every inbred in the country this Christmas, as they were last Christmas, as they were the Christmas they sacked Homelli, as they were this Christmas that they appointed Homelli without an interview. Every year, these guys like being the headline around Santi time. They're the real superstars of Mayo GA, I feel. 
you know, these are the guys. They're they're putting in serious, serious hours there in the boardroom, you know, securing the biscuit tins, you know, filling the couches, putting it under the mattress. You know, these guys, they're constantly coming up with new places to hide the cash. And the, they must be commended for this. The way I see it, Fat Larry, there'd be no Christmas without th- these three things. Santa Claus, the birth of Jesus Christ, and the Mayo County Board. They're the three things that are the real meaning and the real spirit behind Christmas. They're the things that you... In, in, in my opinion. Listen, they're the three constants that for, at Christmas that you can always bank on. You know, that the county board are going to be making a shit of the whole organisation. Christ will be born. Santa will come. You know, these are things that... They're things you love to see. Things you'd love to see in 2020, Fat Larry. If Santi was to come down your chimney and empty a sack onto your lap, what would it be? What, what would that present itself as to you in terms of what would be a successful 2020 for you? A successful for tw- 2020 for me, TJ, without doubt would be for some of that leftover cash that's been raised across the globe, what I would do for Santi to empty some of that money onto my lap this this Christmas and this new year. You know, at this stage, Fat Larry, I could say, or TJ, I could say to you, I'd love an All-Ireland in 2020. But at this stage, I don't think I could give a shite anymore. I want to make a bit of money off this, get rich and get out. Because I've had enough. It's not going to happen. You don't think it's, don't think it's there for us? Dubs again. Well, it? listen, TJ... We can't win a Connacht title. So it'll be a little bit brazen of us to claim that we're one of the contenders to win an All-Ireland if we can't even win our own province. You know, I think we need to we need to reevaluate and we need to reassess what we're doing. I have to say I agree with you. And winning your province doesn't start in April or May, guys. Winning your province starts on the 3rd of January. In the DFB GVZ League. Mayo, of course, this year are playing an amalgamation of Yates College and Summerhill in the first round. And if they win that, they'll be through to a match against the Castlebar Nursing School in the second round. And of course... From that little hurdle, they might find themselves up against the titans of NUI Sligo. Or the GMI Leitrim. And I've really... I think we've we've talked about this. and We've touched on it maybe at length. And for a long time, listeners of the podcast would know how much we love this competition. And, you know, what they've done in recent years to revolutionise what was already, you know, one of the great competitions in world sport. You know, last year they introduced the the knockout format, which, of course, made people hard across the province in early January. They introduced, of course, the penalty shootout, which, of course... That was a sperm-of-the-moment decision from Mr. Jay Prenti as well. We must commend him for that. What a what a move that was, and to see none other than Chef Regox kick the penalty that won the game. Listen, that's a that's a moment that will live. It was a nutritious strike from Chef Regox. It sure was, and that's that's a moment that would live with inbreds for years and years to come, and one that will far outweigh ever winning an All Ireland or a National League. But you know what I really like what they've done this year, of course, is they've they've tweaked the format again a little bit, and this year, of course. The DBF League will be played in a snakes and ladders format. Oh. Where um, one player from each team will be picked to play the board game. And the team that wins is the team that advances to the next round. And it'll be just about getting it, getting through it without any injuries. And, 
you know, leaving us in a good state to compete in the National League. So our advice to those guys would be, Mayo, get it done. Get your practice in now over the Christmas period and be ready for that big clash that's coming around the bend in January. Now, something else we have to do at this time, Fat Larry, is ask the same old questions we ask every year. We actually have them here in front of us. Do you think Mayo will blood any new players this season? Well, I'm extremely looking forward to seeing what James Horan has under his cap for 2020 and what new up-and-coming players he has. Players that we could watch out for in 2020. You know, I'm going to get the ball rolling here and, you know, I think a guy that has a lot to offer and could have a really big say in 2020 is um, Evan Regan. Who's that now? He's a new addition, is he? He is. So he's one. He's my one to watch for 2020. He is a young corner forward hailing from the Ballina Stephen Scheidt's club. You know, this guy has got massive levels of potential you know lightning quick feet accurate off both feet you know can win the ball any way he wants can go by his man will defend when needed and he's got a fabulous haircut as well just to top it all off I have to say I agree with everything you said there Fat Larry another man I'd throw into the melting pot would be his Ballina counterpart Big Mickey Murray and this guy is wow. If you've seen him up closer in the showers, guys, he really, really is an impressive young man with all the parts in the right places. And I think he's got everything that it takes to play for Mayo, especially in that around midfield. You know, like where we've previously had Julian there in the past and we've paid dearly for that in the past. But hopefully going forward we can have midfield options that won't be as costly for us. Well, listen, you know, we talk about costly midfield options, you know, we have to throw young Matthew Ruan into that mix as well, you know, a guy who is really, you know, clamped down on his carbon footprint in recent years and is looking to minimalise his impact on the environment. And, you know, and it'll be interesting to see how this new, improved version of Matthew Ruan will go in 2020 because I think he really is a guy with massive level of potential and quite a stylish fella as well gorgeous Fat Larry but a lot of questions have been raised about his involvement in the panel next year this idea of Mayo players from Dublin driving you know across the width of an actual country to train is um, it would have Greta Thunberg pulling her hair out you know what I mean It's, it's totally against everything that Matthew stands for in terms of sustainable living in terms of going green that's why Dougie walked off the panel sure but listen Dougie Dougie was all for the green he was you know he gave his life for the green and you know as we know well he worked in McHale Park he then moved job across the road you know he was living living clean living sustainably walking or cycling to training absolutely and you know the, 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 the team just didn't seem to take that on board you know they were going for much more uh, unenvironmentally friendly options like let's talk about these players driving in their lavish SUVs 4x4s driving up to training on their own not even carpooling like this kind of carry on it's well, a total I mean, utter disgrace I understand Fat Larry sorry my name is Fat Larry um, TJ um, mm-hmm. what I can't understand is why guys like you know I take for example 
you know, Danny Kirby, a guy who, you know, was a local near training in Castlebar. He used to drive a small petrol car and he used to make sure that every time he came to training, he would have it filled with five or six big Mayo footballers travelling with him to training to cut down on that carbon footprint and to, you know, minimalise that impact that he was having on the environment. You know, and I think, you know, with this new corporate regime under, you know, James Horan, who is, of course, has his multinational background in, you know, coke, plastic waste and manufacturing of coke. You know, it's it's not in line with the, you know, the green, the, the you know, that rich green uh, ethos which I think we should have here in Mayo so I think more guys like Dougie more guys like Danny Kirby and these fellas who all just happen to be from Castlebar as well I think we need to get them back in the squad this is a little bit off topic Fat Larry but it's a thought that I'm after having there if Mayo wear green and red if green means go and red means stop do you think that's sending a lot of mixed messages to the players and the squad should there be something done about the jersey going forward because I'm not totally happy with this jersey situation at the moment. Well, you know... I've what about ne- an orange jersey? Sorry for interjecting, but an no, orange that, jersey. Yeah, yeah. Go if it's clear to go. None of this stop, go, stop, go, carry on that has us losing finals all the time. Well, the one thing that we know is that when the lights are orange, that always means you go as fast as you can. And that's, you know, I think that would be a much clearer message to send to Mayo players, you know, and to the general public as well. You know, it's much more straightforward and you know, I think I could there definitely could be value in such a decision. The orange men of Mayo could be something worth considering for twenty twenty. You've heard it here first, folks. Well listen, in the in the current political climate that we're living in, you know, it might be something worth considering going forward as you know, the GA season kicks off and Brexit takes place as well. You know, it's there's interesting times ahead and, you know, it could be worth it could be worth thinking about. There you have it folks, just a little taste of the high level of analysis and introspective questioning that takes place on this podcast. And well, listen, you know, and TJ, sorry to interrupt you there again, but you know I don't think we should be bashing the green and too much, you know, but you know, I've always been into the green, but in recent times now I've been much more up for the crack, if I'm being honest with you. That's the way I just seem to have gone in the last six to nine months. And, you know, these things happen, life moves on, and, you know, people change. Next thing you know, someone will turn around in a local newspaper and call you a crackpot, Fat Larry. Oh, no, wait, that's already happened. Just... Time to embrace it, folks. We're taking ownership of the term crackpot, just like we took ownership of the term inbred. It's going to become an absolute weapon of endearment amongst Mayo fans. The crackpots are the best Mayo fans. They're the ones who call it like they see it. They're the Mayo fans who want change at the very top. And they want Sam as much, if not more, than the current panel, manager and board put together. So a big shout out to all the crackpots, inbreds, half-bakes and not-wells that are listening today. You are the reasons that we have a podcast and you are going to be the difference makers in 2020 in terms of driving this baby over the line and winning a Connacht title. I suppose without, it could be a good time to maybe take a little break, maybe to reassess where we go from here, you know, make sure we haven't dug the hole any deeper than it already is and maybe to reassess and, you know, maybe when we come back, as we've always said, the fans mean an awful lot to us here at Mayo are back and the input that they bring is you know what's driving this thing 
to what it is today. The fans have been in touch on the social media. There's some questions to be asked. Maybe some Christmas carols as well. All of this and much, much more coming up after the break. But first, a word from our sponsors. These are not our sponsors. We made it up. It's just a joke. How are we getting on, lads? Any more in here? Just want to wish all the Mio inbreds out there a happy Christmas. Just letting you know, down the moon. Right, listen, we got vouchers there. You can come down. Come down for a spin on me. Last about 50 minutes, 55 minutes. Burn about 2,000 calories. Great crack. Sometimes I'll dress up in a costume and David Drake will be down here as well. Good luck, lads. Happy Christmas and a happy new year. Go, Adney, go. Well, there you have it, folks. That was a word from our long-time loyal fan and supporter, former Footballer of the Year, Andy Warren, who has shown nothing but due respect down through the years. And, uh, you know, a man who we're going to, I think, really miss going forward into 2020. Yeah, listen, a dear, dear friend of the podcast, guys. There's always been a mutual level of respect between us and Adney. And we will miss him going forward 100%. Let's hope young James Carr can step up and fill those boots this season. Somebody has to. So without further ado, folks, I think we're going to head on with the show. And, you know, a nice little Christmas treat for all the listeners at home. We have uh, we've managed to pen a little Christmas poem for the listeners. With, of course, that little mayo twist as well. We're going to call it The Twelve Days of Christmas. County Board Edition. Okay, so I'm going to get the ball rolling here, TJ, if you don't mind. So, Not I'm bad, Larry. Sorry. I, I, I hate to be rude now, but before you go live on your poem here... Sorry, folks, I'm just finishing a celebration. Before you go live with your poem here, Fat Larry, no personal attacks now. No personal attacks. Willie Joe said to us the only reason he was letting us, allowing us to make this podcast was if there was no personal attacks in it. Because we've been chastised online for that before. So we're going to ensure everyone, board members, pl- players, mangers alike, there will be no personal attacks in this poem. These will all just be factual events that have actually happened. Yes. So we're big difference. We are all we are simply doing here, guys, is talking about things that have taken place. We didn't cause them. We are just reflecting on them. Okay? On the first day of Christmas, the county board gave to me Joined mangers who were given the job without an interview. On the second day of Christmas, the county board gave to me... Two sacked joint mangers who were ousted following a player's vote of no confidence in the upstairs of the Ballyhane Clubhouse. On the third day of Christmas, the county board gave to me... A stand in Elvery's McHale Park which will continue to cripple Mayo GA for decades to come as we have don't have enough money to pay for the repayments because our sponsor doesn't pay half enough. On the fourth day of Christmas, the county board gave to me five cod and two bags of turf out of the back of the kit van along with a calendar and a brand new Mayo GA suit. On the fifth day of Christmas, the county broad gave to me a crackpot. On the seventh, on the seventh day of Christmas, the county board gave to me a donkey and a pig. Don't know what they gave. I don't know. I don't didn't need them, but 
they seemed to have a good few of them going around, so they gave me a donkey and a pig. On the eighth day of Christmas, the country broad gave to me... A receipt from Lidl, totalling €655,000 worth of bananas. On the ninth day of Christmas, the county board gave to me... A cheque for €500,000, which I was to spend on things that I wasn't supposed to spend them on. On the 10th day of Christmas, the county board gave to me a recording of a county board meeting that the media were allegedly banned from. Ironically, the only county board meeting I've ever heard was the one that we were banned from. On the 11th day of Christmas, my county board gave to me a biscuit tin filled with mobile phones that were taken off members as they went into said county board meeting. There was a few car keys in that biscuit tin as well. And on the 12th day of Christmas, the county board gave to me an empty trophy cabinet. There you have it, folks. That was a little poem filled with facts. And we hope you all enjoyed it on this special Christmas day. And I'm sure every one of you will enjoy it. Some some will be offended by it, no doubt. And if you are, you're perfectly entitled to reach out and call us out if you want. Or slide into our DMs. As Tim O'Leary would say, you gotta crack a few omelettes if you wanna fry some eggs, guys, you know what I mean? Well, as you do say yourself, TJ, it's all about, you know, the plumber. You don't pay the plumber to bang the pipes, Fat Larry. You pay the plumber because he knows what pipes to bang. And that's all we're doing here, guys. Banging each other's pipes on a metaphorical level. We've been banging pipes for years here on the Mayor Back podcast. And our day one fans will know this. And some of our day one fans have actually been in touch. And it would be remissive of us not to give them their spoke and their chance to speak out. Not many of them have taken advantage, but as always, guys... You have the chance to message us and we will read almost anything that you send into the page. So be it a question, be it a statement, whatever it may be, we're here to report it for you. So we've got a couple of messages in from the fans. Now, as you said, we're only relaying messages that have been sent on by real fans, real supporters who pay into games and who support Mayo GA. So all we are doing here is giving these guys a platform to express their views and their opinions. So the first question comes in from a very loyal inbred, a guy who we know and respect for a long time. He asks, who has laid more pipe in their prime? Who on this Mayo panel has laid the most pipe? Is that what he's asking? Famously, famously, some of the guys back in the day, back around the boom time, we had a lot of guys working in construction. We actually had pipe layers, brick layers, and one of the greatest pipe layers of them all. But, you know, it's hard to know. Well, you know, you nowadays you've got a lot of players there who are now working soft jobs. You know, you have guys making Botox and you have guys teaching kids. and Wanking fucking bankers. Wanking bankers, of course. Um, but, you know, I think a guy there uh, who has laid a fair bit of pipe in his time now, I'd say, would be a young Connor Dixkin from Clare Morris. He's a, he's a guy who be, wouldn't be afraid of a bit of hard work. Grafton. So I think uh, 
You could go with him, I would suggest. Yeah, I hope we've given a satisfied answer to that. Thanks very much for that message. Next up, just a statement really more so than a question here, Fat Larry. We like them. James Carr is better than Fenton. And I mean, I have to agree with you. Now is the time to start really bigging up this guy. Now is the time to start putting massive amounts of pressure on his young, young shoulders. The goal he scored last year had been compared as a mixture of Lionel Messi and LeBron James. So, you know, anything less than a Ballon d'Or and an NBA chip this season from James Carr would be a huge disappointment for me. Next question. Um, do we see Kieran McDonald playing for Mayo in 2020? Playing for Mayo in 2020? Well, listen, I have to, I have to say, you know, maybe the ship has sailed on that one after seeing him get absolutely marked out of the game by young Keith Mulcrone in the recent uh, Legends versus uh, Pint Men challenge match in McHale Park, I think that maybe we're going to leave him as a coach for the time being. Oh, he got a red roasting off a good friend of the page that night, and I think that's the one that really ended his playing career, any hopes or dreams he might have had of playing, and basically forced him into a management capacity. Now... Do you think, as one of Horan's backroom men, do you think someone like McDonald coming in there has got the pedigree to replace uh, a Fordo? Like, is he carrying the same esteem with him when he comes into the camp? Does he get any sort of level of respect like Fordo would have gotten? And uh, this is actually a two-part question. What the hell are Darren and Stephen Cohn going to do now that the Cohn master is gone? Well, listen, they had, you know, in, in Fordo there, they had a an advocate who was very much fighting their corner at all times. And, you know, at this point of the year, we'd like to extend our thanks to to Mr Ford for all he did for Mayo in 2019. And we hope that we, we weren't the cause of him stepping away from the panel in 2020. I don't foresee that we were, but just in case, we are sorry. We've got a message in from, I suppose, a Mayo back fan... But this guy would be a Henry Coyle fan first and foremost. He's gone on the record in our messages by saying that Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. You can say what you like about Mayo people. But, you know, that is a sentiment that we couldn't agree with anymore. In fact, that's one of the founding blocks that this entire podcast was built on. Well, listen, Henry was a man. He epitomised, you know, the country Mayo. You know, he he's a man who could... He did all that he was asked, and a man that could do no more. And I know that some of our loyal uh, followers and listeners who'll be listening in right now will, you know, will enjoy the message that Henry is spread. And, and you know, it's a, it's a nice. It, I always think it's a nice one to have, you know, and to reflect on at Christmas. You know, you can do, you can do no more, and all you can do is your best. And that's what Henry always taught us. That's the way of the Western warrior, Fat Larry. And I often said in my time. If we had 15 Henry Coyles on the pitch, we could have 10 or 15 All-Irelands won in the last 20 years. Absolutely. you know, There's no two ways about it. You know, it's a pity we just didn't play, pay our players more than we already are. You know, because it's you know hard to turn them away from the, the bright lights of the professional arena. But, you know, a great Mayo man. And a man who we, we know so well. So I think that's it for all the questions and answers, guys. We must be very unpopular this Christmas. We only got... 15 or 20 comments this year you know last year we would have been getting maybe in the hundreds but you know I suppose that just shows where where we've gone to at this stage you know it's 
it's it's it's tough you know it's you know we don't like to upset people but you know when things need to be said they need to be said and we're the men who are not afraid to put our necks out there get the job done put our head on the guillotine fat larry put your neck on the chopping block we've done it in 2019 we look forward to doing it in 2020 if we're allowed we would love to thank all our fans right across the world the inbred diaspora of mayo we have them listening in from koala lumper to kilchama and from tormakady to timbuktu and it means the absolute world to us guys so we thank you for that and you know to everyone else we'll say Oh Jesus. Be nice to each other. Don't be trying to sack your mangers now or don't be trying to uh rig the rig the county board erections. And mind your sack. As we'd always say at this time of year. And mind the roads, I Keep suppose, Fat Larry. Yep. And to you, Fat Larry, now don't go too mad. Christmas night, you're going to have your juck nola go take it. I'm gonna have the one or two, yeah. We just gonna keep it all together, you know, we've got a big year ahead. You know, you can't, of course, as our players know well, they need to mind themselves in the off-season and we mind ourselves too, you know. So, But a couple of drinks is fine, you know. No one ever give out to anyone for enjoying themselves. No. And don't worry, we'll enjoy ourselves. And we hope that the Mayo fans have a very nice Christmas and do the same. Is Supermax well. open tonight? Who? Supermax. I'll be taking my business elsewhere. We don't talk about those bastards anymore. Shower of traitors. So that's it from us. Merry we said our piece. Merry do, do, do. And have a very Merry Christmas to you, Mayo supporter. See you next time on the Mayo Back Podcast.